Hey guys, welcome to the Braveheart Podcast. So excited for you to listen today. Listen, I wanted to do something a little different. Um, I know for many of us, it has been hard to find that place of peace, that place of uh, where you just know everything's going to be okay with the news going on and the noise and the pandemic. Uh, and, and many of you have young children. And it can be difficult to find that secret place to spend time with the Lord. And so if you're able, if you're in your car, uh, this podcast is going to be a little different. I'm going to be in Psalm 31, and I'm going to read Psalm 31 to you. um, And and I'm going to comment on it here and there. But but the purpose of this podcast is to help you trust in the Lord. Um, So many times we we overcomplicate uh, things. Uh, we, we feel like we have to crack the code. We have to figure out life. And so much of our peace will actually come as we simply trust the Lord. Um, and Psalm 31 is a powerful psalm about trusting in the Lord. And so I'm going to read it and I'm going to pray for you that there's a grace that comes over you to simply trust the Lord. Um, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about trusting the Lord, but Uh, Trusting the Lord is not figuring it all out. It's not fixing yourself up. It's not trying harder. Um, Oftentimes we trust the Lord uh, in areas that uh, we're so completely uh, incapable of doing anything. The areas where we find it the hardest to trust the Lord are areas where maybe we take pride in our own strength, whether that be our finances, whether that be relationships, or even pursuing the Lord. And so... Um, I want to encourage you that if you're if you're tired, if there's an area of your life that's caused you to be worn out and fatigued. Um, it's probably an area that you're not trusting fully uh, the Lord uh, to be Lord. Um, Jesus is Lord, and when He is your Lord, uh, there is a blessing that comes upon you because you are now dependent. You are surrendered. Uh, and you're letting go of trying to do it in your own strength. Uh, again, one of the, the thoughts that we have to combat uh, is the God of this age, which is humanism, which is the thought that all by yourself uh, you can do life. And so I just want to hop into the word with you. You literally, if you missed your quiet time or, or maybe this is your quiet time, uh, we're going to be in Psalm 31. And so I'm just going to I'm going to read this psalm to you. And I'm going to pray that that as I read it, a sense of the Lord's presence, a sense of the Lord's uh, sovereignty, His authority, His majesty, His goodness, His power and His love would fill your soul. That, that, that those of you who have been struggling with anxiety, I'm believing that this podcast will bring you into a place of rest and, and put your feet on that solid rock. You've been looking for footing. You've been looking for uh, a place to stand. And I just want to tell you, Psalm 31 is a wonderful place for you to stand. So let's uh, let's hop in here. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. 
Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me. A strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul and you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You've set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, my years with sighing. My strength, fa- my strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel, for I hear the whispering of many terrors on every side. As they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. O How abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord. For he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was in a besieged city. I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong And let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Wow. 
So I just want to encourage you with a few things from what we just read. I don't know what stood out to you, but a couple of verses stood out to me. Verse 3 says that it was for your name's sake you lead me and guide me. And I meet so many people who feel as if um, their connection to God depends upon them. But here I want you to see that God is not only your rock, He's not only what, what is your steady ground, but He's also your fortress. He's that which protects you. And it's for His namesake that He leads and guides. God is a good leader, and He's a wonderful guide. It's beautiful. And so whatever it is that's in your life where you feel uh, maybe like you're just being beat up by the enemy, I want you to let God lead you. I want you to let him guide you. And if you say, I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know where he's leading me. Just start right here. Start and acknowledge that he is a steady ground and that he is your protection. He's your rock and he's your refuge. And acknowledge that it's for his name's sake for His renown, for His glory, for His namesake, that He leads you and that He guides you. It's beautiful. Another thing that stuck out to me is in verse 7. Uh, I've been feeding on this psalm, and verse 7 has been so good. It says, um, David says, I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction and you have known the distress of my soul. Um, friends, I want to tell you that God sees your affliction. He sees the distress of your soul. And and sometimes I think uh, if you're like me, when you're in distress or when you, you're, you're under affliction, you can feel like, uh, specifically if it's if it's distress and affliction that you feel like that you encourage yourself that you feel like you're responsible for um, sometimes we feel the need to get ourselves out of that type of affliction but I want to tell you that God sees your affliction no matter where it came from he sees your distress no matter where it came from and he loves you and you can rejoice and be glad in his steadfast love and verse 8 is the promise and you have not god has not delivered you into the hand of the enemy you've set my feet in a broad place and so i want to speak to you um, that that you've not been delivered over into anxiety into fear into panic uh, into apathy, into lust, into gossip, into uh, any form of enemy that would plague your soul. Um, you've not been delivered. Um, God has set your feet in a broad place. If you're in covenant with Him, if you're in covenant with Jesus Christ, uh, your feet have been set in a broad place. Um, another one that leaps out at me, verse 14 and 15 uh, it's, David's talking about his adversaries and his enemies. Um, and and again, he's talking about the whisperings. Many of you, you hear whispers, you hear accusations in your life day in and day out. And they they point at your weaknesses. They The whisperings, you know, here he's saying they're, they're he's pointing to me that, at all the they're whispering about me, all my shortcomings, all my failings, all my iniquities. And that's what the enemy does. The enemy wants to highlight your iniquities. He wants to highlight your pain. And, and what happens if you're not careful is you slip out of that place 
of simply trusting in the Lord. And so you see David's remedy here in verse 14 is though the enemy is saying you're this and you're that and you've become a reproach, the, the, the answer is this, but I trust in you, O Lord, and I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. And I love that because here he's putting his trust in God and he's saying out loud, you are my God. I'm not the God of my life. I don't need to figure these things out that the enemy is accusing me of. I don't need to enter into a dialogue. God, you are my God and I belong to you and I am submitted to you and I can trust you with all of these things, these weak things, these things that I can't figure out, these things that are too lofty for me. I'm going to trust you with them and I'm going to say out loud to my own soul and to the enemy, you are are my God and my times. This is beautiful. My times are in your hand. Friends, do you know what that means? It means that every second and every moment of your day on this planet earth is in the hands of God. Your times are in his hands. So many of you are busy because your time is in your hands and you're trying to accomplish stuff in your strength. And here's a, here's a real practical tip for you. Um, as you acknowledge, as you, as you begin to have your mind renewed to the fact that your times are in his hands, uh, just acknowledge and let the Holy Spirit search you and say, God, um, my times have been in my hands. Confess that. If that's true of your life, if you've been going about where you wish, when you wish, and you've not submitted your schedule to the Lord, um, I encourage you to do that and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you search my schedule? Would you search my calendar that I've so diligently put in place? And would you let me know what what I've presumed should be in my times, what things I'm working on, things I'm doing um, that maybe maybe they don't need to be in your life? Maybe there are things you can prune away. Maybe in one season it was good, but maybe in this season it's no longer good. Uh, it's detracting from you. It's it's keeping you from from really engaging with the thing that God has put uh, before you. I, I've found over the years of my life as I've uh, been in ministry and have now a family with five kids and uh, consulting and all the different things I do, people say, how do you do it? Writing books. How do you do all the things? Um, and I'll, I'll tell you this, the secret is I don't do them at once. Um, I, I do them uh, a day at a time and I really try to walk this out. My time's are in the hands of the Lord. And so um, if if maybe one week he says, I want you to focus on writing a book, um, then I take that week and I, the best I can, I push aside everything else and I, and I focus on that one thing. Um, and, and again, it's about his voice. It's about his leadership. It's about him guiding you. Uh, but I think many of you, your, your, your times are in your own hand and that's why you feel so stressed. And so I hope that encourages you just to give the times back to the Lord. Acknowledge that your times are in His hand and that your schedule is in His hand and let Him prune what, what doesn't belong there. Excuse me. Um, again, this is awesome. Um, he Verse 19 and 20, He says, Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up, for those who fear you and worked 
for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. You know what this means? It means that, that as you have gone about your Christian life fearing the Lord, he's been storing up like a bank account goodness, abundant goodness. And what he does is he bestows it upon you in the sight of the world. Um, in moments like these where where we're living in a pandemic and people are fearful and people are worried, these are the moments where I believe God is revealing his abundant goodness that he's stored up for those who have feared him uh, and have taken refuge in him. And then watch this. This is such an encouragement. Um, verse 20, in the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men and you store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Um, another translation doesn't say plots of men. It says conspiracies. Now, I want you guys to know that we live in a day where there are conspiracies everywhere. Conspiracies about the coronavirus, conspiracies about the government, plots of men, strife of tongues, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's the strife of tongues. It's the plots of men. But, but our God, the beauty of belonging to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is that he will cover in the cover of the presence of God. He will hide you from all of these things, meaning they won't get onto your soul. They won't bog you down. They won't wear you down. And he will literally store you in his shelter from the strife of tongues, people complaining, people, uh, you know, complaining about pastors not opening churches or closing churches or government officials doing this and that. The presence of God will cover you from it all. And, and what's the point? The point is when you are hiding in the presence of God and you're covered in his shelter, something happens. You you become aware and connected to him in a way that allows you to bear fruit, even in famine, uh, even in seasons of trial, even in seasons of pandemics. When you are covered and hiding in the presence of God, uh, you, you can bear fruit because it's those roots going deep into his presence. Um, and so I love that. And then finally, verse 24, there's so many verses here I could talk on. Uh, but it says this, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Um, this is the last thing I'm going to say as a practical. Um, if you're having trouble trusting the Lord, there's a there's a type of prayer that I want to encourage you to pray. Uh, it's found in Psalm 40. You can just flip there. I'll just read it. Verse 1, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me. And heard my cry. Um, there is a prayer called waiting prayer. Uh, and, and the way I do waiting prayer is I shut out every distraction. I put away everything that I can. My phone, my Bible, my journal, my laptop. Um, I put it all away. And I find the quietest, stillest place I can. Either early in the morning, maybe a lunch hour, maybe right before bed. And I will simply wait on God. I will simply take 10, 20, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. And I will, I will sit there in stillness and in quietness. And I'm not waiting for God to come. 
I'm praying. It's a prayer. It's an acknowledgement of trust. When you sit down and you don't do anything and you turn your heart to the Lord, what you're saying is, God, I trust you, but you're also saying, God, I need your help. I can't do this life on my own. It's a it's a physical act of declaring your trust in the Lord. And what's so cool about Psalm 31 is it says um, at the very end there, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. There is a strength that will be imparted to you as you simply wait upon the Lord. And if you were to ask me, Peter, what's the, you know, I, I want to pray more. I want to read my Bible more. What should I do more to, to grow in my faith? I believe in the days we're living in, one of the most powerful things you can do is you can you can start implementing waiting prayer uh, into your life. 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day, uh, I promise you it'll change your life. You will begin uh, to see tears flow. You will begin to see your heart take courage. It will be strengthened. It will come alive. Um, and so again, it, even if it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes, you will be surprised at what 10 minutes of waiting prayer can do. And so anyway, I know this podcast was a little different, uh, but I wanted to share it with you because uh, I believe that many of our hearts need to be strengthened. They need to be encouraged. Uh, and I pray that this uh, this message, this psalm uh, strengthened you today, that it fed you today, um, and, that, and that you would begin to implement waiting prayer as you trust in the Lord. I love you guys so much. God bless you.